This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. Every now and then when I get angry at my kids, I end up finding myself overwhelmed by remorse. I don't want to get angry at my kids. I don't think of myself as an angry person. I definitely don't think of myself as an angry person. Yet, I sometimes fall prey to the scourge of anger. The issue is that remorse alone is not enough. Remorse should accomplish something. True remorse is when we feel regretful because our behaviors do not reflect who we really are. And therefore, we experience a real commitment to live according to our true values and not fall prey to our temptations. How do we know if we're truly remorseful for something that we've done? Maimonides teaches a concept called teshuva gemurah, which means complete repentance. Complete repentance means that if I find myself in the exact same situation with the same people and the same temptation— and I choose differently, I choose wisely, I have now demonstrated that I am not the same person as before. I've become transformed as a result of my mistake, and therefore, it was not a loss. So complete repentance means true transformation. Saying I'm sorry is a funny thing. I'm often asked as a parenting coach if it makes sense to force kids to apologize. Meaning, if we're trying to teach them to be apologetic for something they've done wrong, but they don't actually feel apologetic, is there a value to making them say words that they don't mean or don't feel? It's a great question. When my kids were little, I used to make them apologize to one another when they had hurt each other. But one of my kids called me out on it. He said, why should I lie? Why should I say I'm sorry when I'm not? And the truth is the kid had a point. What is the point of an empty apology? Well, I still think there is a point to an empty apology. I think the point is that we are cultivating habits in young children to be comfortable saying the words, I'm sorry, a phrase that many people, adults included, struggle to say. Actually, a lot of the things that we teach young kids to do are for the purpose of creating good habits. We teach them to brush their teeth far before they're old enough or mature enough to understand the concepts of oral hygiene or bad breath. The idea is to establish good habits when the kids are young and to build on those into deeper concepts and personal ownership and understanding as they grow. The deep remorse and transformation that the words I'm sorry are meant to convey is likewise something that can come later with greater maturity because I'm sorry doesn't just mean regret. It means I am not that person anymore. And that's something that only a mature person can understand. In our Torah portion this week, we continue the story of Joseph and his brothers. Joseph's brothers sell him into slavery to Egypt. And in this week's installment, the brothers have to go down to Egypt from Israel because of a pervasive famine in the land. Egypt is the economic superpower of the world, thanks to Joseph's brilliant engineering, and it's the only place to come and buy food. And so it is that the brothers find themselves in front of their 
unrecognizable and estranged brother. In a series of psychological traps, Joseph harasses the brothers over and over again. He frames them for theft and accuses them of espionage. But the final blow is when he insists on them bringing their youngest brother, Benjamin, Joseph's only full biological brother from their mother, Rachel, down to Egypt. Motive? Unknown. The brothers know that they can't do this. Their father, Jacob, is already heartbroken over the loss of Joseph, whom he presumed dead, and is currently horrified by even the thought of bringing Benjamin to Egypt. The brothers understand that if Jacob is separated from Benjamin as well as from Joseph, it could spell his end. But what are they supposed to do? They're caught between loyalty to their little brother and to their father, on the one hand, and to the threat of the seemingly evil despot on the other hand. So the brothers find themselves exactly where they started. Will they risk everything to stand up for a brother? The first time around, 22 years prior, they sold out their brother for what they considered a greater cause. Now, they're in the same situation with the same people and are once again being asked to sell out their brother for a greater cause. Will they do it? The Torah portion ends on a cliffhanger, but I will tell you the end of the story. They do not. They are truly sorry for what they've done. They have true remorse. And in the 22 years that have passed, they've had plenty of time to think about their regrets. This time around, they do not sell out their brother. They stand up to Joseph and tell him that they cannot they simply cannot betray their brother. And that is the moment that Joseph knows that they are not the same brothers who sold him out. That is the moment that Joseph knows that it is safe to reveal his hand and to tell them who he really is. For the rest of the story, you'll have to listen to next week's episode. But for now, I think it's important to remember that even though we don't always have the opportunity to relive our mistakes and choose better, that's not necessarily imperative because Maimonides explains the important thing is that the true and deep remorse is there. As long as God can attest to your true remorse, a deep remorse that means that you're not that person anymore, that if you could, you would go back in time and choose differently, that if in some universe the situation represented itself, even with slightly different characters and with slightly different temptations that you would still choose wisely, that's good enough. You are not that person anymore. You have come full circle. Your mistakes have yielded transformation and therefore are never a loss. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Ruchi again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.